Welcome to Game Opinions episode 51. I'm your host, Kalman, and today we're back again for another episode of Game Opinions. For those of you that do not know, we are Game Opinions, a podcast where we talk selectively about video games, gaming news, and our gaming experiences, both new and old. Every Thursday, a new episode spawns out of your favorite podcast portal, youtube.com and gamepinions.net. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about all the crazy social media things that have been going on, including the Smash Bros. community, the games media, and The Last of Us 2. Not super pleasant topics to talk about, so I'm not super amped up to talk about them. Then we're going to talk about maybe the potentially new price of admission for games going into next gen. And then we're also going to be talking about the new Fallout TV series on Amazon Prime. Something I didn't get a chance to talk about last week because we did not have a new episode. So, it seems like the last episode that I made since then, the internet has just completely collapsed. There's things about Shane Dawson that has pretty much exploded that I don't want to get into here. There's just been a whole bunch of a whole bunch of canceling. Cancel culture is just absolutely off the rails. Everyone's getting canceled. It's been very toxic on Twitter. Everyone hates each other. And it's been just complete chaos. It's like, you know, oh, 2020 can't get worse. And then it's like these last couple of weeks, we're like, hey, hold our hold our beer. We're gonna even push this further into this crazy year. So it's been absolutely it's been absolutely ridiculous and just various things going on. There's just so many things that are, you know, constantly going on. The coronavirus is back to rising up again because everyone just keeps going outside. It's just, it's been absolutely crazy. Kanye West is running for president and he's running under the birthday party because if he wins, it's everyone's birthday. So things have just been kind of crazy these last couple weeks. I was going to record last week and I was like, I don't really know what I want to talk about because I don't really want to talk about any of this stuff. So I kind of just pushed it back and I'm like, I'm just going to take a break this week because there's too much going on. Like I just, you know, let the internet do its thing for another week. And then I'll, I'll post the next week. So that's pretty much where we're at now. I'm ready to post again. Um, and I'm not super excited to talk about all the social media stuff because it's disturbing. A lot of the stuff is really disturbing. So I don't want to get into the nitty gritty details about it because quite frankly, I don't want to have a record of me saying some of this stuff on game opinions. I just don't want that to happen. Um, and then on the flip side, the other, the other point here just want to throw out a disclaimer. I record all these podcast episodes in my car and it is very hot in here. It's very hot. I'm drenched in sweat right now. You don't need to know that, but I just want you to know I'm drenched in sweat. So if you hear me huffing and puffing, which I try my best to edit out, that's why I I'm convinced I'm probably going to die one of these episodes trying to record. But if I do, I am doing something that I love. But anyway, Let's go ahead and hop into this first topic, which let's just, let's go after the, the games media here. Not really go after them, but let's just talk about the games media. So a lot of former employees came out basically talking about, you know, a, how they were abused. And there's a whole bunch of different people that have, you know, posted about things that happened or occurred. And it's all disturbing stuff that this went down. And especially for some of these people that were, you know, it's, it's bad regardless, but you know, you're young, you're relying on this job to basically, you know, it's for your well being. I mean, your whole well being relies on you getting that paycheck and working for that company and your whole career progression is basically tied to that company. 
And it's very hard to get a job at those big games media sites like IGN and, you know, all those other websites. It's not easy. There's a lot of competition. Thing with journalism is that a lot of people can do it. A lot of people have degrees in it. A lot of people can podcast. A lot of people can do all of that stuff. Very easily replaceable. So obviously you want to be able to do everything that you can to not only, you know, keep your job, but to keep moving forward and keep, you know, on everyone's good side. So, I mean, obviously there's going to be some situations in any business where people that have power abuse that power. And unfortunately it looks like that was the case at IGN. And that's not to like say that everyone at IGN did that because that's not true. There's a lot of good people that work at IGN. Unfortunately, there's a few bad apples that have, you know, gotten their hands on a few people. And, you know, I'm hoping that's not a literal term that I'm using. Um, and, you know, there, there's just, you know, comments that were made, actions that were taken, you know, really some of it I think would be kind of verbal abuse, you know, telling people that they're never going to be, you know, an editor or, you know, a, a, a lead or whatever. And it's just, the whole thing is just messed up. You know, there are some, you know, sexual comments that were made and it's just, it's messed up. Now, I guess the, the biggest takeaway and the biggest hope out of everyone coming out and talking about this, and it's not, I think that a lot of people did this in a really, you know, a, a really good way. And they're actually really nice to people that abuse them in, in some ways. Some of them, you know, were just straight up bashed. But others, they were kind of reaching out a branch to them. Like they were kind of reaching their, their hand out and being like, look, you know, I want you to use this as a, a learning moment, which I thought was extremely graceful because if you're in that situation, I mean, I'd be, I'd be pissed. Like, I don't know if I'd be forgiving in that situation, but I feel like a lot of these people were forgiving and saying, look, you know, we're not trying to cancel you. We're just trying to tell you, hey, if you're in this position again, if you're in the same position of power, Maybe think next time before you say what you're going to say or, you know, actions that you took. Now, obviously, some of the people, their actions were much worse than the others. And, you know, they obviously got bashed and people are, you know, canceling them in some degree, which is probably deserved because, I mean, they did some messed up stuff. I mean, you, at some point in time, you're old enough to know that you shouldn't be doing that and you shouldn't be, you know requesting sexual favors or requesting or just making comments in general, doing things that you shouldn't do and, and doing actions that you shouldn't do. So if anything, I think these people coming out and handling the situation that they did, I, I think that it may help people in the present and future speak out about things that, you know, they're, they might be too afraid to speak out about. And hopefully this encourages a better working environment going forward and just an overall cultural shift with more practices in place to prevent this from happening going forward and just creating a much more accepting and a much more a much safer environment for employees because last thing you want to do work can be stressful enough the last thing you want to do is make somebody stress out because of the people that are there obviously that's not something that should be happening and no one should have to go to work in fear of being abused that day. It's just not something that needs to be happening. There's enough stress that you have to deal with on a daily basis, especially when you're in a media position where you have a lot of tight deadlines to hit and you have a lot of things that you have to, to cover. Last thing you want to do is worry about 
your job safety because your boss or someone that's over you is abusing you and threatening you and doing you know various other things. So definitely very sad to hear that they went through that abuse, but it's also kind of promising that they were able to speak out about it now, call some people out, you know, let people change that, you know, are still redeemable. And the people that have kind of gone completely AWOL, they're, you know, they just kind of aren't going to be accepted back into, you know, games media. So I think that on a positive note, though, like I said, you know, this is something that could potentially change the future and present and help all of these places improve their culture. And, you know, once again, though, some of this is just, you know, certain individuals were bad apples. Hopefully this has helped. This will help companies, you know, identify those bad apples quickly. It'll allow people to not be afraid to speak out about this. And it's becoming, you know, more normalized to speak out about things that aren't right. So I think that it's it's really, I think it's a really good thing that they were able to uh, to come out and talk about this. Now, jumping over to Smash Bros. community. And once again, the Smash community in as a whole probably is not bad. You know, I don't think that everyone deserves to be placed under this umbrella. But a few people that I guess are pretty well known were accused of sexual assault and pedophilia, which I never thought I would say that on this podcast. Really sickening. I did read some of the stories. Some of the people accused admitted to doing some of this stuff. And it's just in no shape, way, shape, or form is any of this okay. And I'm not sure if there's going to be legal action further um, or if there's going to be legal action taken at all, but it probably should. And it's just absolutely mind-blowing that this occurred. Like, there's no way. There's no way that this ever should have happened. There's no way that this ever, it just it never, there's no way that this should have happened with how old these people are. You need to know better than this. You need to stop situations from occurring. You're old enough to take control. You have to be responsible. And now you've done something that not only did you mess up their lives, you know, the, the person that you, you know, did this to, you messed up their life, but you're also going to mess up yours most likely. It's absolutely insane to me that this happened. It's absolutely sad. I feel bad for, you know, the people involved that, you know, were abused in this way. And I feel bad for the whole community now that's going to be tied into all this stuff and they have to deal with this stuff because this shouldn't have happened. This is something that was so easily avoidable and it wasn't avoided. So it's just, I really don't want to get into the details with this. So I'm not, but the whole smash bros community thing and not the community in general, but that's just the individuals that I don't know all their names because I don't really follow that, but highly disturbing stuff. Just if all of that stuff is true, which some of it apparently is, it's highly disturbing and should have never happened. It's completely unacceptable. And people were old enough to know that this is not what we can do. So that was really disturbing to see. And it's just not, it's not great at all. It's just not great. And then skipping over the Smash Bros stuff, because I really don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I just wanted to mention it, but I don't really want to talk about it. It's just not a pleasant topic to talk about. Then skipping over to The Last of Us 2, apparently... The developers and voice actors are getting death threats in their, their, you know, private messages, which is just absolutely unreal. 
So I guess something occurs in the game. I haven't played Last of Us 2 yet, but I guess something occurs in the game. They don't like a character. They don't like the story. They don't like something about it. So they're threatening the voice actors that have nothing to do with the story. They're just doing their job. They just landed a really cool role. They performed apparently really well. And people are sending them death threats. It's like absolutely ridiculous. Like this is the part of the gaming community that basically just needs to go. People doing this stuff, people sending out these death threats, you're taking it too seriously. Like none of this stuff matters. Gaming is important in terms of it helps people bond over something. Even if it's not, uh, you know, a, a dire thing, it holds levels of great importance to a lot of people. But when you cross the line and you're threatening people that made a game because you didn't like the outcome, that's where you take things too far. It's no, It's never that serious. And the fact that this is occurring and the fact that people are actually doing this, and even if it's just for trolling, I mean, I like to troll. Like, trust me, if you look at my Rocket League chat history, like, it's borderline incriminating. I like to troll on Rocket League, and I like to troll in certain situations, but I never do so with, like, a, a really, you know, evil intent. All of my trolling is just completely stupid, incoherent things that don't make any sense, and the attempt is made to make the reader laugh. That's all. It doesn't have, you know, extremely offensive things in there, but it just has things that you wouldn't necessarily hear somebody say normally. It's just kind of supposed to just shock you. And it's supposed to make the person laugh like, what is this person talking about? None of this stuff makes sense. And that's just, you know, my idea of trolling or, you know, writing a serious post or, you know, putting a, I had water yoga with Hulk Hogan or something like that. That kind of stuff is fun. But when you're reaching out and threatening to kill somebody, that's not trolling. It's not. You might think it's funny. You might think like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna threaten to kill somebody. It's, it's not funny. <laughs> it's not. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So that whole situation has been really upsetting. You know, the whole cancel culture has been absolutely insane too. You know, I think some people deserve some of that stuff. But I feel like, you know, instead of canceling people for maybe saying something accidentally, and I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about racial slurs or anything like that, but someone that, you know, innocently says something that maybe people find offensive, I don't think they should be canceled. I think that people should, you know, help educate them or let them know. But I feel like just trying to get people out or writing hit pieces on things on people that you don't like just for the sake of it, they have different views than you but their views are not hurtful or harmful. I feel like that stuff's not necessary. I feel like this is a time where people need to not get caught up on all these little differences and kind of bond together and not get, you know, super aggressive with each other over things that may or may not really matter that much. Obviously, if it's like, you know, we talked about before, like a human rights issue or something, you know, racism or anything like that, people need to, to not be doing that. Like that's something that's not acceptable, but if it's something that is, you know, your opinion on things or your opinion on how something works, we don't have to be killing each other over this. We don't have to be bashing each other and canceling people on Twitter that don't necessarily deserve it just because you don't agree with everything that they think or say. I just don't think that that is very beneficial to us, you know, unifying and, and being, and being there for each other. So this whole, this whole social media stuff, it, it's been very difficult to keep up with. You know, the whole Shane Dawson thing's absolutely insane. 
all this Smash Brothers stuff is really insane. And the games media thing is insane. And, you know, coming from me, which I think I really idolized games media in my teens, especially because, you know, it's cool. It's cool, you know, seeing people being able to review things before things come out and kind of being on the forefront of technology and, and being able to play with all this new gear before, you know, the the vast majority of people are able to access. I think all that stuff is awesome. I love that stuff. Um, so obviously it's disheartening to see all of this, you know, bad stuff come out. But, you know, there is still a lot of positive there and there's not just negative coming out of all this stuff, you know, and, you know, all of this, all the things that are coming out, it's going to raise awareness and help prevent this stuff going forward. And people that came out and people that talked about this stuff, they are helping build a future that hopefully this stuff isn't present in. So it's, it's been a crazy week. This whole year has been crazy. So it's been a crazy year. And right now the internet's just falling apart. So that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about with that first topic because I, it's, it's a lot and trying to organize my thoughts on it because I didn't want to write down notes for that. I kind of just wanted that to be off the cuff. And so maybe in a little jumbled, but that's basically my thoughts. And I feel a little bit better now talking about it in some ways. In other ways, I feel still disgusted that we have to talk about that stuff. So now let's go ahead and jump over to something maybe some people are upset about. I don't know how I feel about it yet. And that is the new price of admission for games in the next gen. So 2K basically came out and they said that their new 2K21 basketball game for PlayStation 5 and new Xbox, it's going to be $70 or $69.99. And people are not super happy about it, but it, we kind of figured that this was going to happen at some point. The price in games was going to have to, you know, go up. We've seen so many things raise in price, you know, throughout the years. You know, we've seen like Netflix subscriptions rise. We've seen PlayStation Plus prices rise and, you know, just various other things that have gone up in price. It was only a matter of time before games were going to do that. And while this doesn't definitively mean that every game is going to be that price. I mean, we may see fluctuating prices for smaller games. We might see them $40 or $50. I mean, it might just be, you know, a per game price. It might not be just a, a solid $69.99 for every game that comes out. We may not see that, but 2K is kind of drawing a line in the sand here, which kind of opens the door for other people to do the same. You've already seen people, you know, you've already seen a, you know, publisher kind of establish that. So if you're other publishers or developers and, you know, if you're Sony and Microsoft, you're like, all right, well, people don't seem super pissed off about this. So we'll just go ahead and do the same. But it could also fluctuate, um, you know, games that I think like Sony and Microsoft, at least Microsoft, I know they said that they want upgrades for games to be free. So if you own it on the Xbox One, that, you know, it should be free to upgrade. 2K is not going to be doing that. If you want to have a, a game that works on both, you have to buy the $99 Mamba Forever edition, which is a tribute to Kobe Bryant, and you have to buy that version, and that one will allow you to play the game on both platforms, which is really weird because I don't know if... I mean, I, I'm assuming that the Xbox Series X is going to be backwards compatible, so I'm assuming you could still play the old game on there. It just wouldn't be the enhanced version that will be on the new 
Xbox. So I don't really feel super bad about this because I feel like this was going to happen eventually. Personally, I've told this to a few people that if I was the game publishers and even Microsoft, I would make the physical version $69.99 and keep the digital version at $60. And that way it kind of encourages more people to go digital and then eventually phase out physical altogether. Just have them on special runs, which we've talked about multiple times on the podcast. Some people are, are super against that. But honestly, I feel like with this generation, especially with PlayStation 5 releasing a digital-only version right off the bat of the PlayStation 5, I think we're going to see digital sales go up quite a bit, and I think that digital sales will engulf the, um, the physical sales. So I think digital is going to really outpace physical this generation. I think this is going to be really the big turning point that we will definitively see. Most people are buying the digital copies of games. It's just way more convenient. And there's really much not there's really not really a benefit of owning the physical disc anymore because it's basically the same thing. So will they do that? Probably not. Um, I feel like that with them putting this up to 70 though, I feel like we're probably gonna see a lot less microtransactions, which is a good thing. I think microtransactions were really part of the reason why I think that they were kind of in there because they really should have been selling these games for a little bit more, you know, a little bit more money than they were selling them. So the microtransactions were kind of giving them that return and then some. So I'm, I'm very curious to see if there's numbers on that and if they have benefited a lot from those microtransactions, but this may change that model because they're getting, you know, an additional $10 right off the bat. So maybe this will limit the amount of DLC we see and maybe this this will eliminate the different microtransactions that are present in games. So, I mean, I don't necessarily think this is a bad thing. It's 10 extra dollars, not huge. I don't really buy a ton of games on launch day. So a lot of times I buy things on sales. I think that we're going to see a lot of game sales this generation. And that's going to be due to the digital sales rising. And I think that, um, you know, because the middleman's kind of being cut out there, you know, they're getting more money directly from their game sales because they're getting bought more digitally, it's going to lead to more sales. And I think that that is going to be something that we'll see a lot of. So I don't necessarily think this is a bad thing. So this last topic is going to be about that Fallout Amazon Prime TV series. And we actually had an episode talking about what franchises would work. And I think we may have mentioned Fallout as a potential TV series and how you could kind of go over I might be making all this up, but go over, you know, the time before the bombs dropped and all that other stuff. And I always thought that was a really interesting aspect of Fallout, the society beforehand. Now, I think I may have said that a game like Skyrim or Fallout would be very broad in terms of making like a TV show about it. And I think that you could probably make that argument for anything, though, because you could say Star Wars is really broad, but they focus on the Skywalker series or they focus on the Mandalorian. And, and you know, there's different things that they focus on. So it really doesn't matter too much if the world is broad, as long as there's enough story elements in there and things that you can make a coherent story um, or maybe a cohesive story. And I think that Fallout could definitely do that. I feel like Fallout is actually a really interesting world. You know, you have a lot of things like with the, the vaults that, you know, are basically, you know, engineered as like, you know, long term experimental labs and things like that, where it's not really for the greater good of the people. It's for, you know, the government to be able to, I guess, conduct experiments and various other things. 
So I feel like there's a lot of things that they could actually go into with this series. And I hope they do a lot of like the lore and a lot of the, you know, explanation beforehand. I think that maybe if the first season could be something like, you know, it's before the bombs drop and it leads up to that. And then it ends with the bombs dropping and them going into the vault. Then the next season, you know, they're out of the vault or whatever. I think that would be really cool. Now, apparently the the writers of Westworld are going to be working on this, and I'm not familiar with that show. I heard about it before, but I'm not really super familiar with it. So I, I really don't have a comment on that either way. But I'm really I'm really looking forward, though, to seeing where they place this in the timeline. If it's something that they're able to do like before the bombs drop, I think that would honestly be the most interesting. But then there's also, you know, what kind of character are you going to be? You know, is it going to be, you know, in the style of like New Vegas, where you're a character that, you know, kind of, I think, lost their memory a little bit? Are you going to be, you know, a kid growing up in the vault? Is that who they're going to focus on? Kind of like Fallout 3? Or is it going to be just a completely different story altogether? And please say they're not going to use the creation engine for this series. I've been making that joke all over the place and no one thinks it's funny except for me. Um, But... I think it's hilarious. Can you imagine if they made this entire series with the creation engine? Like it would be an absolute nightmare. I hopefully they won't do that. Um, but that would just be really interesting to me. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm really excited about this. I think there's a lot of things they can explore. Um, I think there is a ton of lore they can look into, you know, obviously I think they need to, um, do something with vault tech and kind of like, you know, dig into their history a little bit. I think that would be really interesting. You know, all the different things that vault has done. And while they're, you know, a little bit shady and corrupt with the stuff they're doing, like, why are they conducting experiments? Like what are, like, what's their end goal? I think that would be a really interesting thing to kind of examine and explore. And man, I mean, fallout's just such a wacky universe. And I imagine they're going to try to bring in some of that comedy and humor um, but I'm, I'm excited to see like a live action Mr. Handy. I mean, I want to see what he has to say and I'm sure he'll be like a main character in this as well. So it's going to be really, really interesting and really fun. And I'm really, you know, obviously skeptical whenever you have something turn into live action, but we've seen the Witcher, which turned out really well. And that kind of gives you hope for something like this where, you know, Hey, it might work. It seems like everything Bethesda has touched recently hasn't been great, but hopefully this turns out to be something really cool and really something fun to watch. And I'll definitely be checking it out on Amazon prime when it comes out, but that's pretty much all I have for today. I am starting to sweat to death. You know, we're going to have more of a traditional episode, uh, got Dakota back on for next week. So we'll go back to our more traditional episodes. Wanted to give him a little bit of a break and, uh, yeah. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Make sure you guys check us out on GamePinions.net and your favorite podcast apps. And uh, we'll be seeing you. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on.